mood.tv. What's going on, everybody? Derek D here, and uh, welcome to episode seven of the Derek D Dozen, a 12-minute and change podcast, and I truly appreciate you being here and listening. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Instagram, at Derek D Dozen, because that's where I post like video and pictures that correlate to what I'm saying in these episodes to give you guys a visual. That, of course, worked real well with the Mixed Results episode and the last episode with my guest, Paul Costabile, how we talked about we infiltrated the Jersey Shore cast as Paulie C and I was Angelo D'Angelo. Uh, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. But if you notice the title for this episode, it's Shit Nose. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you why that is. So basically, when I was younger, I used to look a lot different. Uh, my friends and family obviously know this. And a lot of people actually know this now because I'm a lot more comfortable talking about this now than I was when I was younger. But I used to have a very large birthmark on the right side of my nose. It covered the entire right side of my nose. And uh, the scientific term for this birthmark was... Melanocytic nevus, or melanocytic nevus, I believe it's pronounced. It's usually a non-cancerous disorder of pigment-producing skin cells, commonly called birthmarks or moles. And uh, this type is often big. It's uh, caused by a disorder with the cells that produce pigment, melanin. It can be rough, flat, you know, raised, a little hairy, or in my case, it was a little fuzzy. Uh, they can be there right at birth or appear later. And in my case, uh, it wasn't there at birth. It slowly started to shade in as I got older. If you look at my baby pics, you can actually see that. I'll, I'll post one on the uh, Instagram for you guys to check out. And I actually had my birthmark removed the summer before my sophomore year of high school. I, I, actually, if you look at the picture on the this episode graphic where it says episode seven on Instagram, that picture is my freshman year of high school picture. You sh I show that picture to people now and they're like, what are you, like 11 years old? No, no, no. That kid was in high school. Yeah, so obviously, you know, I was checking out girls and stuff like that, but I was so self-conscious about it, and I had to go to my dermatologist, Dr. Kopf, every year in the Empire State Building, like 75 floors up. He actually wasn't the surgeon. It was a Dr. Thorne. We'll get to that later. But every year, they would reassess my birthmark. And uh, we got to the point where we were like, oh, he could probably have that removed, you know, because he's, he's old enough now. His skin is, he's not going to grow much more. So we could uh, pursue that. And Sometimes these birthmarks can become cancerous, and that's down the line. So it's, it's you know, it, it makes sense to have it removed. And uh, so to my parents, it was like, yeah, you know, it's the logical thing to do. It could be cancerous down the line. But really deep down for me, I was just like, I'd, I, wanna, I want chicks to think I'm, I'm good looking, you know? <laughs> Put it this way. I wasn't the one holding hands with the girls on the floor at the roller rink during couples skate. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy would come on and be like, all right, couples only on the floor. And uh, I would just be like, okay, guys, I'm just going to head over to the snack bar or something. I'm going to go play some video games. No, no, no. Tyler and Amy, you guys go ahead. Angela, Jordan, you guys go ahead. Jamie, Bobby, you guys go. I'm just going to go over here. Yeah, no, no worries. And because uh, I was self-conscious about it and I acted like it didn't bother me, but it did. You know, I mean, uh, you're in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, freshman year of high school. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like when I was younger, you know, like the, it's like kind of like the chubby kid in class analogy. The chubby kid in class is funny, right? And he deflects from him being chubby and overweight by being funny and people love him because he's funny. So they don't make fun of him for, for being chubby, even though the chubby kid is usually always the coolest kid in my book, especially for fat babies. I mean, they're just the best. But anyway, uh, I kind of did that. And I always like would deflect by being funny and outgoing and the first one dancing at the in, the in the middle of the circle at the dances and stuff like that. And um, 
that's that's just how it was. Luckily, I was an outgoing kid, you know, and my friends were great. Like, I, yeah, they would chirp me every now and then, but my friends were great, you know, and uh, they would always go to bat for me when people would make fun of me or stuff or, you know, whatever. It was mainly, you know, uh, out in public, you know, people would. And, and first off, let me just say there's people with way worse problems in the world. I'm just telling you my story, okay, because compared to what some people have to go through in the world, this is small potatoes, but it's just coming from me and this is how I felt and uh, I gotta say I had a special relationship with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer like that's my guy I understood exactly what he went through and uh, but it's crazy you know people out in public you know would stare and stuff I remember being in line at Disney World like going back and forth you know in line and every time he'd come around kids would stare and I was so used to it people would ask hey what's that on your nose I'd be like oh it's my birthmark that's where uh, you know that's where God kissed me you know my mom would say and um but it's crazy, like older people were even like worse than kids. They would come up and be like, hey, is that shit on your nose? I'd be like, yeah, sir, actually it is. I uh, saw a heaping pile of shit, decided to plunge my face in it, walk around for a while, figure it might look good. <laughs> like what? Some adults are such idiots when it comes to kids. I remember in fifth grade getting an American Legion coloring award. I was 10 years old. I won a coloring contest. I won 50 bucks. And I was at the American Legion in uh, Neptune. And my whole family was there. And I, my name gets called. And I go up there. And there's this old guy. It's a packed house. And this old guy's going to hand me the award. He's on the microphone. And he looks down right as I get up there. And he goes, hey, oh, Sonny, what's that on your nose? And without skipping a beat, I'm so used to it, I go, oh, it's it's my birthmark, you know, I was born with it. And he, like, kept asking questions, and my dad later on said he was boiling and wanted to, like, kill the guy. And I don't blame him. It's like, uh, give the damn kid his $50 coloring award and let him walk away. Uh, but me, personally, it didn't bother me, you know, because I was just so used to getting asked that question. But in a public forum like that, like, it's just, as an adult, I think you should know better. And um, so I had the birthmark. If you, as you see in that picture on the show's Instagram, you see I have the birthmark. I have braces, glasses. My hair was just ridiculous. And then before I got the braces, I had to get uh, some, some teeth pulled, right? And the dentist gave me a few options. He said we could pull like one tooth and then we could give you dental headgear or we could pull more teeth and you wouldn't have to have the dental headgear. I'm like, Doc, are you kidding me? Do you see what's going on here with the, the big brown thing on my nose, the hair, the glasses, the braces, and now you want to add dental headgear that wraps around my whole head? And I was like, oh, I just wear that at night? He was like, no, all day long. I'm like, forget it. Pull them. Pull the teeth. I was deathly afraid of the orthodontist getting the teeth pulled, but I did because I was like, Doc, you're literally handing the bullies the easiest of material. But uh, there was when I got it removed, there was a lot of different plastic surgery procedures they could do. One option, and this is crazy, they wanted to cut open the right my right cheek, put a like a balloon under there, inflate it to stretch my skin, but send me home. Like have me walk around with a bubble of like skin on the right side of my face. And then after the skin stretches for a little while, they'd cut it back open, take my birthmark off. And then flop over that piece of skin from my cheek onto my nose. Uh, nope. Thank you. What's the next option? Next option was they took skin from my side, which I have a long scar, and they put that on my face. Um, so uh, the birthmark actually went down seven layers of skin, and which they didn't realize. So they actually had to reconstruct my nose a little bit, and then they put that skin on my face. And at first, uh, my mom and the doctor didn't tell me this, but they didn't think it was going to take. 
And uh, at first it was like a 50-50 shot. And when you're young and you have surgery like that, you just think, oh, I'm going to go in, they're going to cut it off, and the skin on the right side of my nose is now going to look like the left side. No, it was all like purpley and pussy and gross. And I'm like, what have I done? And um, if it didn't end up taking, they would have to do the surgery all over again, uh, maybe a different surgery or the same surgery and take more skin from another part of my body, put that in my nose and see if that was going to take. So luckily, Dr. Thorne did a great job. And uh, I remember for months and months and months, I had a, a bandage on my nose and every morning had to put this stuff on it so it wouldn't uh, create a large uh, keloid scar around the entire thing, you know, because that would it's my face. You want So you had to make sure it was a nice, fine uh, line for the scar. And, uh, you know, it, it still affects me to this day, quite honestly, if uh, I only like to sit to the right of people in close quarters. Like when I'm on New Jersey transit, I always sit on the right side of the train at the window. So people sit next to me on my left. And if I start talking to them, when they turn their head so close to me, they're looking at the left side of my face. I am super duper self-conscious about being, uh, uh, if someone sits on the right side of me, because I just feel like they're just staring right at it. I hate when I'm on set and the camera is on the right side of my face, but as an actor and a, you know, and a host and a performer and an entertainer, you can't tell a director or producer like, uh, you're going to have to move that camera and put it over here. Cause that's my bad side. You know, you'd be labeled as hard to work with and stuff like that. And I don't want to, I wouldn't want to do that anyway. So I just, I don't say anything, but inside I'm like, Oh, I wish the camera was on the left side of my face instead of my right. And when I would go on dates, uh, I would always hope that, uh, we would land, at the bar where she was sitting to my left. So she would see the left side of my face uh, when we're talking so close. And it, it, it just helps my psyche of being more comfortable because if she was on my right, I would constantly be thinking, oh, she's staring at my nose. She's staring at my nose. She's staring at my nose. Because even though some people, most people are like, oh, I don't even notice anything. You know, it's still, it, it's it, it's as if I live like it's still there. Because it's true. I, I do. I mean, if, if you look at my personal Instagram, any selfie or when I post on my Instagram story, you always notice that I'm holding the phone in my left hand. And the majority of what you see of my face is my left side. Even though I think Instagram doesn't flip it, so it'll look like it's my right side, but it's my left side, and it's always that way. Anytime I'm walking and talking to my phone, never on the right side, and you'll notice that. And uh, I'm super self-conscious about it still. I mean, I do wear Dermablend on my nose. Dermablend is a makeup that's great for scars and also has a very high SPF because the skin uh, that, that's on my nose can't see the sun. And uh, the, the only time I don't wear Dermablend is in the morning, like I, I take it off before I go to bed. And then, uh, you know, when I'm around friends and family, they uh, they see me without it. But even if if someone didn't know me, saw me that it might not even notice. But it's also a safety blanket for me. And uh, it's also a safety thing when in regards to the sun. And, uh, you know, some, probably some people listen to this when they've talked to me before might be like, you know, what? I thought I noticed Derek was wearing makeup on his nose and technically I am, but it's for a, a very in-depth reason that I don't go into with just anyone, you know? And if someone points it out, I will immediately get so self-conscious and clam up and get nervous. And uh, that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, to be honest, people, I still see that 15 year old kid in the mirror every single day. Like that's me. That's how I, 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 I think of myself at all times. 
you know, uh, I'm, I'm very self-conscious. Uh, I'm, I'm a very, I, I guess you could say, uh, confident person in some ways, but that self-consciousness about my birthmark and my looks is just never going to go away. It's just ingrained in me. And a, a quick story, when I was in the Empire State Building, when I was like five or six at the doctor's office, there's like a bunch of doctors in the room. My mom tells this story. I look up and I go, I said something along the lines of, is this birthmark going to prevent me from being a comedian when I get older? How crazy is that? And of course, as you know, I end up going into the entertainment business where everyone is always staring at your face and critiquing you. But hey, tis the irony of life, right, folks? But I guess you could say I gave new meaning to the phrase brown noser. Yeah. And uh, there you have it. That's the story of me and my birthmark. And if you didn't know, well, I guess now you know. Just don't sit to the right of me, okay? Listen, thanks for listening, everybody. I do appreciate it. Follow the show on Instagram at Derek D. Dozen. And of course, you can get to all my stuff at DerekD.com. Tune in Thursday, where my guest is my good friend, Smoke Show, fellow Jerseyan, actress, and WWE announcer, Sarah Schreiber. Tune in. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. Mood.tv.